Hey everyone, welcome back to Sometimes I Hoop. It's your girl, Haley Jones. March Madness is in full swing, and truth be told, I'm still mourning. So I'm going to need a minute. For this episode, it's an ode to all the Sometimes I Hoop guests who are still balling in the Sweet 16 this weekend. Let's get to it with some of our favorite podcast moments from Aaliyah Boston, Jordan Horston, Haley Van Lith, Caitlin Clark, and Flage Johnson. We'll be back next week with more March Madness content. The landscape of college basketball and the amount of upsets that has happened this year. Yeah. And people think that last year's tournament was wild. I think this year is going to be it's insane. Gonna be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And we were on the losing side of that last year. We, you know, we got mm-hmm. upset in the second round to create a, a very, very skilled team and a hard team to match up with. I think that's why it's the greatest postseason in all of sports is because there are those upsets. You know, you don't get multiple chances to win the game. You have one chance one night. I think the pain of us losing last year has really kind of driven our team. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, I don't think we really had that fire last year. But this year, you know, you kind of have that pain and experience of, you know, not getting where you wanted to go kind of thing but like you said like I think that's exciting for women's basketball we haven't always had those upsets in March Madness do you feel like at Louisville y'all always have the target on your back in conference play like how do you deal with that do you like it is it annoying like what are the vibes there it's weird because the target's on our back but also people don't expect us Mm -hmm. to win like we weren't picked to win this year we weren't picked to win last year like but at the same time when we don't win they're like disappointed that we didn't win for sure so it's like you can't win in that aspect but teams love when they beat us like Mm -hmm. I've never seen so many teams celebrate like they won the natty after like they beat us even this year we'll lose to a team that's ranked and they're like running into the locker room like they're about (laughs) to pop the champagne bottles like all that stuff and so I just think like that's an attest to what our program has done up to this point but also yeah like just everyone is coming for you. Like you can never, they talk about load management. There's no time for load management. Like at this point, you're like, okay, well, we need to go win now because we can't be the next <laughs> yeah. team that's upset. How do you think you guys dealt with those setbacks that you have that you may not have expected or may not wanted? Do you think that you were able to use that as motivation? How do you think the mindset was in the locker room? Um, I mean, we never rattled. Like mm-hmm. each and every game, we knew if like we knew what our goal was. We knew who we were. We knew like, okay, this one loss doesn't determine our whole season and our whole like who we are. So it never really rattled us. I mean, we was frustrated because we wasn't winning, but it was like more of a fueling like type of frustration, if you get what I'm saying. So like yeah. it was like, okay, well, we gotta figure it out. We got to do this better. We got to go hard on this drill. We got to, you know, just putting the pieces together. And it was so early. So it's like allowing us to, you know, continue to grow throughout the season and still see like, okay, this is where we were from here and now we're at this point. But like I said, this is great for us um, playing those tough games now because we can see who we were very early on and, you know, make changes or, you know, keep doing what we're doing. So, I mean, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse (laughs) at the same time. But at the end, like I said, it's all about long term approaching these big games what's the mindset like in the locker room the weeks moving into those practices this and that we just keep our same mindset like we just do what we do you know what i'm saying like playing for kim Muggle, like we just got it's just certain standards here you feel me like it's certain mm-hmm. standards and for some people they're too high to reach and if you ain't on yeah. the bandwagon then you're gonna get left but like you're going to practice at this standard. You're going to play at this standard. And you have expectations at this standard on and off the court. So the standard that we on, it just make everything easier. You know what I'm saying? Practice all, play all. Like me, I just like to work. Like I'm going to just be in the gym, getting up shots, working on my handle, mm-hmm. whatever I need to do. Because I know that when the game comes, like I got to be on point. 
once it get easy, then it's like, okay, we got to up it. But like, it's so, it's a, the standard is so high that she keep us to that, you know, it's hard to go above it. <laughs> for real, for real. Yeah. Everybody's coming to play, you know, yeah. like everybody's coming to play. Don't matter the name on your jersey. They're like, all right, well, we got a game. Let's go. It don't matter the rankings. That's what I always think, though. Like, like rankings, they for sure look great. Mm-hmm. I'm ranked number three. I'm ranked number four. But everybody's coming for that. You know, yeah. they're coming. Oh, we about to play them. Let's go. Like, but I feel like that's for us being, you know, at the top, like, it's important that we remember that too, though. Like, okay, well, we know they're coming. Like, we can't take them for granted, no matter what, ranked or not. For you, now you're kind of like big dog on the team. You have been, but now more than ever. And so Mm -hmm. it's, you're stepping into a new role of leadership and it's finding that rhythm after a rocky start, but now you're finding your rhythm, which seems to be the right time, like ending out conference play on a high note. So how did you kind of find your stride with this new role on the team outside of being the scorer and amazing player that you are, but in the locker room, being that leader that the team needs you to be? It was just a weird team because I am an old person on the team, but I'm one of the younger in age. Like we have a ton Mm -hmm. of fifth year seniors who are like 23, 24, (laughs) who have been in college for like five years. And I'm still just a junior, but I'm old for the program. So it's on my shoulders to carry over the legacy of like what we do at Louisville. And Morgan, Cece, what benefited us is that they came from the ACC. So like Mm -hmm. the ACC is super competitive. Like there's not one game that you can sleep on and think you're just about to roll the ball out and win. Like it's going to be a fight every game to get a dub. And I think that they knew that coming into the season because they've played in the ACC last year. You know, obviously, like you said, Louisville is a different experience, but they're willing, like they're so willing to give in to this team. And that's all you can ask. You're such a great facilitator and people are always like, oh, you know, you got your logo three, you got this and that and a third, the list goes on. But like the way that you're able to facilitate the floor and it's nice having somebody like Monica down there, obviously, but like you still got your shooters on the corners, coming off screens, doing all this. What really clicked for you this year when it comes to your vision on the court, getting teammates involved? Is it like the game slowing down for you? What were kind of those things that really been clicking for you this season? Yeah, I think like understanding when and when not to make a pass, I think has been a huge thing for me. And obviously eliminating my turnovers was also a focus just because they were kind of high my first two years here. And as you know, like I'm a risky player, like that's just Mm -hmm. how I play. You know, I'm going to try to make some flashy plays or I'm going to try to make passes that maybe are a little risky. So I think but I think understanding when you need that and when you don't, I think that's kind of the game management kind of thing. Our transition is probably one of the best in the country, if not the best. You know, we allow any guard to bring the ball up. You know, we we want to outlet it really quick. Our shooter spot up, four or five run, first one down runs to the block. So, you know, yeah. I think that, but also we run the read and react offense. So like you can't scout that. Like that's mm-hmm. not something you can scout. So I think it makes it hard for people to defend us because you can't just go over like, oh, they're going to screen there or they're going to flare screen there. They're going to ball screen there. Like a lot of teams do. So I think that allows me to be creative within our offense and find a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways to get Ma on the ball or get the shooters the ball. So I think there's definitely that element to it as well. That kind of takes a good team to a great team is when you have that balance um, and a lot of different people contributing. Really, like, who I'm playing with, like, Angel Reese, like, what she doing right now is, like, unheard Mm -hmm. of. It's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, she's averaging, like, 14 points, 8 rebounds at halftime. Like, that's kind of crazy just seeing like what she doing how she trailblazing 
that's really dope. I ain't never seen nothing like it in my life. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, it's like crazy for me to watch. I'm like playing with her. I'm seeing her do this. Like, I'm watching her play, yeah. watching her take my rebounds. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> You guys bring in somebody like Rikia Jackson, who's just mm-hmm. crazy talented from Mississippi State. Like right. in conference champers, crazy. In-conference. And then we got Jill. She came from Georgia. Exactly. Yeah, like so. how do you feel like that's maybe changed the team chemistry, like working with these new people who came in mm. being stars of the other teams, coming mm. into this foundation that you've already built? How was that working with these new pieces? Yeah. I mean, once we found that momentum and that chemistry, we just got to going. I feel like, you know, everybody. We're so deep. Like, we have so many people that can score, like, go somewhere and just be a star and just score, yeah. like, 30 points a night. Like, we have those pieces. And it's just like, if I'm having a bad night or if Rakia's having a bad night or if Sarah's having a bad night or if anybody on the team is having a bad night, it's not like, oh, we're doomed. Like, oh, we need that person to do something for us because we have multiple pieces like that. So I just feel like it just makes it special. You just got to utilize that and continue to get better from there. But I'm a type of a teammate that loves to see like everybody do well. So mm-hmm. when somebody's doing well, it's just like so exciting for me. So yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what everybody brings. And like Jill, she's still, she's only a sophomore. Like you would never even know. Like she's still developing. And I'm so excited to see like where her game can go. And then, you know, everybody else on them just putting in that work. I'm just excited to see. What is Dawn like on the court, off the court? How do you guys vibe with her? What is it like? Coach Daly, she's she's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, she really is. Like off the court, I we have a great relationship. Like you can just go in the office, talk about anything, no matter what, which I think is really cool because you know, most of the time you wanna be around people that care about you, and Coach Daly does that. And being a black woman, she definitely we know she has our best interests at heart and she likes to see us succeed. You know, she's gonna help us in any way she can off the court. But on the court, I mean. She's definitely she's definitely a good coach. Like people can say she's hard, some people can say she's scary, but when you really like think about it, I feel like Coach Daly's just, you know, pretty simple. Like you do what she wants, what she asks, you come into practice every day, you give it your all, then it's pretty good. But if you want to come in and start doing stuff that's that's not really in the system, not really like, okay, well, you know, like tighten up. Yeah. When you don't come in and you're not tightened up, then she can really straighten you up, which I think is pretty good though, because you need that, you need that balance of, you know, having that fun and she gonna hit you with a good dance move though. She's pretty cool. I love her. And I'm like, every time I think about it, I tell my mom all the time, like if I could go my four years over and pick a new school, like, I don't think I would. Like, I think South Carolina was definitely the best school for me. And it's really like my happy place. Kim Mulkey. She's a legendary trailblazer. Everything that she did at Baylor, her being a player herself, like, She's known for being tough with those standards that we mentioned earlier. But how would you describe playing for her, her coaching style? How is it playing for a coach like her? You just got to be on point. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Because like it's like she expects so much for you because she's on that level. You know what I'm saying? And she's already seen it. So really, it's easy to trust everything she's saying because she has so many accolades to back it up. For me, as a freshman, it's like making I'll be trying to be so on point. And I'd be thinking I, I had to stop thinking. Like with her, like yeah. the coach tell you, like that's a terrible shot. But she at the same time, she of course tell you, Sh- keep shooting it. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. find your rhythm. So it's like playing with on for somebody like that. That's gonna build your confidence up and up and up. It's so fun. And then being able to learn from her, like she's a Hall of Fame coach. That's what I wanted to be around was greatness. So like I feel like I made the right decision by coming here. It's like a perfect balance. 
I remember my freshman year, we weren't even projected to make the tournament and then we would go on to make the Sweet 16. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, we were kind of always the people that, you know, had a chip on our shoulder, which is completely the opposite now. Like we're the ones with a target on our back. We're the ones people want to beat. So it's kind of weird. It's like a completely different dynamic than when I first got here. But yeah, I mean, obviously that feels like so long ago, ago, but I never like was scared of anything. And I think that was like kind of the thing that helped me. Like I had a lot of confidence in myself. The coaches had a lot of confidence in me. Like I've started since day one at the point guard spot. And that's not really something that happens a lot. And but yeah, it was weird because it was COVID. So like I never really played in front of too many people. So there wasn't like all the loud noise I had to deal with, screaming fans, the screaming other team fans. So like last year when I played in front of a crowd for the first time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. awesome. Like, (laughs) I feel like it helped me even more. Like I was like, oh yeah, all these people are screaming for us. Like, this is great. (laughs) Even on nights when we're playing like a low ranked ACC team, like the fans like show out every time. And like, that was just something that was really important to me. Like I wanted to play in front of a crowd. I wanted to play on a team where I was going to be put in situations to play like high level games. I felt like my playing style fit at Louisville and I felt like Coach Walls would let me have freedom and play with like a little bit of flashiness. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, he's not a coach that is going to get mad at me for screaming and one or anything like that. Like there's some coaches out there that like try to control player emotions, I think. And he's not like that. And like, he's not an easy coach. Like he's going to hold you accountable, but he lets you play free and it makes the game fun. Everything about Tennessee is just history. Mm. So I assume that that was part of your process going to Tennessee. And then what was your first game like playing in that bright orange, which is so iconic? (laughs) I was a deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just trying to just make it. I really don't remember who we played first, but I just remember just running out that tunnel. And it just was like, I felt like a rush. It's like all these people's here. They stacked the stands every every game. So it was like great show out. And I was just happy to be there, honestly. Like, I was just <laughs> happy to be there, just running along. Just, like I said, just doing yeah. your thing. Just doing, <laughs> playing basketball, trying to survive. And then I, the game slowed down for me, so I adjusted. What's been the most surprising thing for you in your freshman year so far? Um, the most surprising thing for me is that, like, I've been able to start, like, on a great team with great players, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and we deep, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. in the guard position. So being in that starting lineup was like, wow. Like, that was a big deal for me. Because yeah. you coming from high school and you like, okay, like, I'm the GOAT. You feel me? Like, I'm finna <laughs> come in and kill. But it's a lot of stuff I didn't know, like, especially on the defensive end. In high school, I didn't play no defense. So coming <laughs> in here, I had to really, like, really learn how to guard and defend and have fun with that and like that took a little minute for me to learn but once I got it it was fun and like but I came in yeah. like with confidence and I'm still keeping that confidence because yeah. like I gotta be in that headspace because you play with great players so you have to like play up to their level who else is pulling up two steps cross half court bang give me that do this yeah. whatever but like my question is is there ever like a heat check because it seems like the heat check is first out of the game it's just like, <laughs> come out, come out how we feeling today. And if it's a bucket, yeah. oh, we're ready to roll. If it's not, we're still rolling. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, like if I start the game off hot and like I hit a three, like, oh mm-hmm. my, like they're going up and like my teammates know I just hit a couple threes or something like that. Like watch out because it's transition threes going up mm-hmm. and you can like just tell, like if you just look at me, like, you know, it's going up, like 
there was one when we were playing who were we I think it was Nebraska like two Saturdays ago mm-hmm. I had just made like a couple threes in transition and like I got the ball and I kid you not I was like a step and a half past half court and mm-hmm. I shot it and after I shot it I go wow that was just dumb and insane why would I ever shoot that it was so short it didn't go in yeah but we're so like oh short, but I like I'm like running back and like I look at the people court side and I go wow that was insane <laughs> and they just started dying laughing you got the opportunity to go train at Mamba Sports Academy and you were mentored by Kobe and just greatness. What impact did he have on you to help you become not even the player that you are today, but the person that you are today? Mostly, I feel like he made me feel okay with like who I was and how competitive I was. Because I feel like, especially as a girl, sometimes like competitiveness is not like people don't want to see it and they don't want to see the aggression, the frustration or the shit talking. Like they don't want to see that in women's sports. And that's who I am. Like I'm fiery. I'm passionate. Like I love basketball. Like I'm super competitive. Like I'm going to fight. And like, I always had felt like that was bad about me. And I, and I had had people growing up that would be like, you need to change that. Like Mm -hmm. people aren't going to like that. You act like that. And Kobe was like, he saw that in me. And I think he like, he just let me know that it was okay that I was the way I was because he was like that and mm-hmm. it's what made it who he was. And yeah, I think he just, it was one of the first times where I really felt like seen by another player, like, okay, like, like I feel comfortable in who I am now. So yeah. that's mostly what I f- feel I took away from that. What do you think about the landscape of women's hoops right now? Just so many teams being so good. You never know not and out. How is that? I think it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because now it's like, dang, it's a living playing field. Like, it ain't like how it was, no, like, in previous years, like, everybody's good. Yeah. And I think the skill level in women is rising so much that it's just becoming such a treat to watch. Like, you never know who's going to win. Like, you could say this, but, you know, this team might come out and be way more prepared than this team and it's over when they yeah. upset. Or this team didn't come and play how they usually do and they over when it's upset. Like, you got to bring your A game every game. That's why, I like, playing in these leagues are so cool because, like, you got to be on point every every game. And if you're the yeah. best and you really focus, like, you're going to be on point. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you just can't have no no hiccups. Like, that's what I learned, too, playing in college. Like, you could be up mm-hmm. 15, a little run go on, and you down. You know what I'm saying? But like, seeing it is really seeing that the game is growing. So it's so good. Women hoops is just it's just growing. Becoming. It's just so good. It's just growing. Just so it's happy fun. to see it. It's fun. South Carolina, Asia Wilson, national championship years prior. Did you feel any type of pressure or expectations to perform at a certain level when you got there? Um, not really. I just felt like I was going to come in and kind of just learn and see what this whole college thing is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, everyone, when I first, you know, was coming in, they were like, oh, you know, you're going to follow in Asia's footsteps. And and my response was every time was, you know, I just want to be me. I just want to be me. Like Asia came in and she dominated and she continued to put South Carolina on the map. And so I just kind of want to be a part of, you know, building up the program. And so... I mean, I was just excited to, you know, be a Leah Boston and hoop and shoot some balls in the basket in my free time. And stuff. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones. That's no I in Haley and three S's in Jones to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. The Players' Tribune.
www.thepowerofthenow.com.